everyone. What it is. Welcome to episode 121 of the Pucknologists here on Teal Town, USA. Oh, I'm AJ underscore strong. What a weekend. Rocket backhander. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, it's it's just beginning. Today is my actual my actual Saturday. So yeah. You know, we're gonna do like we do. <laughs> Hockey jerk, your weekend. Uh, the weekend was great. Uh, a lot of people had things to say um, about a certain game that was played. Oh, uh, not, you know, it, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but if you're going to talk, if you could turn on your camera, I'd appreciate it. Oh, uh, thank, yes, you. thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, tensions were a bit high with that, so we do have a new rule. If you would like to voice your displeasure with the Sharks, not being involved in the Tahoe game, you will have to donate to the Super Chat or the Teal Town USA Venmo. And if you do so without donating, uh, we will have to put you on timeout. <laughs> there Jesus you go. Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey, do us a favor. Follow us on social media. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, all of them. You can find us, Teal Town USA. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you ever miss a show, want to catch it again, you can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms and at tealtownusa.com. Remember, if you'd like to support the show, you can use the Super Chat option here for the live show. Or better yet, please hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA. So... Oh, with this time around, we're going to talk about, uh, I think, a couple of games in Tahoe, uh, some angry and confused Nashville Predators, and another hat trick of comments of the week. But first, let's get into the Sharks games that happened over the course of this week. Uh, it, it, this is a good thing, guys. They took five of six possible points. I think this might be the first week in like two months that we've been able to say those words. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Uh, the first started with a home game. Wait, the Sharks played a home game? Like at SAP, this is this this is is this breaking news? I'm not sure. Uh, the hey, Sharks. Well, and you know what? To uh, to Jamie Baker's point, so far all of the home games have been at home. <laughs> oh, that's well, that's so nice when that happens. Uh, <laughs> so it's a three-two victory for the Sharks. Uh, Malosh and Clayson would slot in for an injured Redeem Simic and Eric Carlson, John Leonard and Nason Stefan, Stefan, Stefan. See, I like Stefan just because it's an Stefan. All uh, right, fine. They go in. Noah Gregor, Curtis Gabriel come out. Sorensen is a healthy scratch in this one, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later. Uh, not even a minute into this one, Sam Steele scores. The puck goes off Ferraro's skate. Jones can't track it. Uh, Ferraro actually had three assists in this game, but unfortunately two of them were for Ducks goals. Uh, lots of high danger chances early for Anaheim, and it took five minutes for the Sharks to register a shot on goal. And the Sharks nearly score a fluky stanchion bounce, which if you're a fan of the Sharks for the last decade, you understand what that reference is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, to finish off the first period, San Jose gets the first power play when Anaheim gets called for putting the puck over the glass. But this was actually a bad call. Uh, they did. I don't understand how they didn't overturn this. The review clearly showed it bounced off, but whatever. John Leonard gets his first NHL goal on the power play from a great screen by Donato. 
In the final minute, Gambrell gets tripped, and the only ones who didn't see it were the officials. <laughs> I don't know if that's a makeup for the delay of game call, whatever. The Sharks are outshot 15 to 10 despite having a power play for a minute 40. Uh, look, a game at home, Rocket, I mean, you'd think, uh, hey, they got to at least maybe be a little bit more relaxed. Like, holy shit, this is what it's like to be home? No, I I think it's it's the since it is like you know isn't this their first game at SAP this season? It is right. So they they haven't been there in over a year. It's been a long time. It, it's sort of uncomfortable. Maybe it brings up some weird memories, not necessarily the best ones. You know, they just had to shake the ghosts out. That's all. <laughs> just picture you want us to skate out through what? What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> In the second, LeBanc would LeBanc one in, and the Sharks would go up 2-1, and it would take Anaheim eight minutes in this period to get a shot on goal. Couture goes five-hole, the Sharks go up 3-1 on back-to-back goals that came five-on-five, which is impressive. Uh, The Sharks outshoot Anaheim 13-4 in the second. That's Wow, what a turnaround we've seen so far. Hyper-focused on second periods now after shitting the bed for the first two months. Uh, Comtois would score two minutes into the third, and it's another one off Ferraro skate. And so the final notes in this one, Jones stops 26 of 28 for a 929 save percentage. Where's this Jones been? Um, but you know what, Jerk? I'm a little surprised. I didn't hear anything about the Ducks being kind of pissed off that they that the officials missed that delay a game because you might be a little tilted that the refs hand the Sharks a power play, which they scored on, and it's in a game that you lost by one goal. Yeah, definitely one of those situations where a missed call did end up being the difference in the game, but I I, I don't know. I just think so early in the game, I think it was probably the right decision for Anaheim to, to let it go. But to your point, you know what I mean? It Who knows that if that's not called uh, the way it was, maybe the Sharks don't score. Maybe it's a 2-2 game goes into overtime. Maybe the Ducks have momentum and they win 3-2. I mean, who really knows? But uh, I'm certainly just kind of looking at this game as a whole. Happy the Sharks won in regulation. Happy that Kevin LeBanc had a goal. Um, happy that Martin Jones played well. I mean, you talked to it, uh, you know, right at the get-go here where, the Sharks just, they actually seemed like a good team in this game. Like, I i can't recall any, I mean, aside from, you know, the the uh, the shot discrepancy that you mentioned, I, I can't really think of an instance where I'm watching this game and I'm like, what the hell are the Sharks doing? <laughs> Which seems so. to be something that happened quite often so far this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as you mentioned, the Sharks get their second regulation win. Uh, the fun thing about this one, Mark E., our buddy, uh, calls out that Leonard and Ferraro being the second UMass duo scoring for the Sharks. Previously, it was Irwin and Justin Braun. You remember Matt Irwin and Justin Braun? Everybody remembers hey. him. Uh, however, our buddy Curtis Pichelka, Darren Stevens, Uncle Darren, they post it after Mark calls it out. And we, you know, we even hit, they get, Mark got no credit. Uh, the, Come on, guys. You can be better. I I, I sent him a four scene. Oh, so, okay. So we do have so some he, recognition. He's he he's he's down on the ledger for that. Nice, nice. He's been seen for the four scene. 
<laughs> He's been seen for the foreseen. I like that. His his foreseen has been seen. <laughs> uh, let's. I got to play this one thing though. Uh, this was exquisite. If you didn't hear it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the soundboard hooked up, so we're just going to have to do it the old-fashioned uh, way here. Check this out. Ram intermission report. Brodus and Curtis, uh, Brody and Curtis, or whatever they're called, <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, we all know that Randy is, you know, the, the, the bee's knees, the cat's meow, whatever you want to call it. The dude knows his stuff. He's awesome. But not everybody's, you know, infallible. <laughs> it was just a fantastic screw-up. I love the way you covered it. It's eh, whatever the hell their names are. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> Junk Randy is the best. Oh, dude. That was good. Um, but anyway, before this game, um, Coach Bugner actually called out, uh, well, <laughs> I'll let you guess what, with one guess who, what player got called out. <laughs> I, I think the guys did a good job, uh, um, you know, Malosh and Clayson. Um, but uh, yeah, we need we, we need Eric in, and when he gets in, I think we need him to, uh, um, you know, simplify his game a little more, and uh, um, you know, and, and and have some more urgency to his game. I think that uh, um, you know, we've talked a, a couple times. I think is 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 his game needs to improve. So. Coach calling it out. EK65's game needs to improve whenever he comes back. <laughs> you know what they're going to have to do in order to get that to happen? Oh, shit. To put more urgency in Eric Carlson's game, they're going to have to skate him, his defensive pair, two forwards, and then another guy who skates as a forward, but actually his job is to just chase Eric Carlson around <laughs> and try to beat the shit out of him every chance he gets. <laughs> That's it. That's the only way you're going to get more urgency in his game. Uh, I mean, Jerk, at what point does Bugner not point out that so-and-so's game needs to improve or our best players need to be our best players? Like, I'm starting to tune that out. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I give I give Bugner credit for, for making that point, you know, and he seems to make those points a lot I guess more clear, clearly, and more um, on, you know, on target than DeBoer and Todd McClellan uh, did, and so I, I give him credit for that. But I mean, it's kind of frustrating when he says, "Oh well, you know, player X needs to do thing Y," and then it's like three games later, and it's like, "Oh, uh, player X needs to do thing Y," and it's like, "Yeah, you said that. Like, why isn't he doing it?" <laughs> So, <laughs> once again, telling you, Player yeah. X has not done thing Y. Uh, what, we need Bernie Sanders to coach this team? I am once again asking you to be the best player. Exactly. Oh. Big, big money man not making big money plays. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, before practice, uh, for those of you unaware, the EK injured. Uh, evidently he has multiple groins. He's injured his groin, but it's not the same one that he injured last time, whatever. Uh, but before practice on the 17th, uh, he talked about this new injury. Uh, it's something that's been lingering for a while. Um, unfortunately, I think against the Vegas game, it progressively got worse uh, towards uh, the second period and then uh, started a third. It, uh, 
wasn't really operating the way that, you know, I, I thought was beneficial for the team. So that's why I decided to, uh, you know, step away, uh, which is never easy to do. And, um, you know, hopefully it's not going to be something that's uh, going to stick with me. It's, it's one of those, I think, uh, uh, you know, unfortunate things. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm going to skate today and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, it's going to feel uh, good enough that, uh, it's not going to get any worse and, uh, you just have to deal with it. So, yeah, <laughs> I love the fact that, well, I'm going to skate to, you know, cause this is prior to practice. Oh, I'm going to skate today and, and hopefully it's going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. And then what happened? He left practice early. Narrator. <laughs> it was not in fact, okay. <laughs> Didn't make the trip. You know, missing two games. And now here's the funny part. This is the one that I want to get into. EK got real indignant when our buddy Pashelka asked him about maybe not playing so much time on the PK, kind of like trying to lighten the load to, I don't know, allow Eric to focus on, I don't know, a different aspect of his game. Perhaps defense would be something he'd like to look at. Uh but anyway, check this out. Would it be? Would you be okay with with someone else? Like, say, if it's a Kanijov, or now you've got Freddie Clayson on the team, you know, one of those two guys maybe taking that off your plate is is maybe replacing you on the kill just to help you, um, you know, maybe take take some of the load, take take, take a little bit off your your plate uh, for now. No, uh, I think penalty kill is. Um one of the most enjoyable things to play out there, uh, even though you don't necessarily play with the puck. Uh, it's something I've always enjoyed. It's something that I think that I'm good at, uh, you know, and I think that it's something that uh, is, is a part of, uh, you know, the strength in my game, uh, whether you guys like that or not, or see that. Uh, I've been killing for a long time in this league and uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, expecting to do so until uh, the day that I'm done. Uh <laughs> I'm expecting uh, to do so until the day that I'm done. Um, you know, as people age, they have to make changes to their game. You know, that's a, Pat, Patrick Marlowe at 41 is not playing 18, 20 minutes a night. Carlson, you, you're not the fasty, fa, fasty, the speedy, fast guy that you thought you were, or you fasty. used to be. Fasty works. <laughs> Um, so anyway, and then Kevin Kerr's not, you know, missing the opportunity to, to drop a bomb, uh, says on the 18th sharks confirm Eric Carlson is dealing with a groin injury, but it is not related to any past injuries. So of course it begs the question, how many groins does this guy have? And, uh, you know, remember when everyone said, Hey, if the Sharks don't give him $92 million, someone other, some other team is going to. Can we get them on the phone now? Can we yes, make hello, that... speaking. <laughs> can, we, can we make that happen, sir? Sir, um, we have a defenseman who was really, really good. And I want you to focus on the really good part and not the was. Would you like to, I don't know, take his contract? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, only if he has a cup, see? Well, it's like it's like we I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or if we talked about it off air, but it's it's like I know I said to I like I was saying, it's like, hey, this guy's not really working for us. You should give us something for him. 
Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, uh-huh. hey, oh, uh, I, you need a phone charger? Uh, this one's fraying, but here, use it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hope you don't start a fire. <laughs> All right. Um, so Anaheim game's over. The guys go to St. Louis for two. First game, Jones gets the start. Uh, it should be noted that during the morning practice before this game, Boogie did kind of ream out the team, stopped in the middle of practice. Kurz reported it that basically came out and said, you know, look, you guys think this is a fucking joke? We need to get to work here. Uh, of course, the players, when questioned about it, said, oh, you know, he was just uh, let you get the, the cliche answers. You know, he, well, he was letting us know he wasn't happy with the effort we were putting forth. <laughs> I love the way they sugarcoat shit. Oh, so former Sharks legend, of course, Mike Hoffman would open the scoring on the power play, despite the Blues struggling on the power play this season mightily. In the second, Noah Gregor would tie it from Malosh and Gambrell. This is Malosh's first NHL point. And uh, would you be surprised if I told you that Noah Gregor has more goals than Kevin LeBanc and Timo Meyer? Which I'm guessing was not the expectation at the quarter pole. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, Leonard cleans up a Donato whiff. We got a 2-1 lead. Best second period they had played all season. In the third, the Sharks play well. There's chances on both sides, but Blues, oh, they yank. Jordan Bennington, 40 ticks left. Braden Shin sends it to overtime. You get Hurdle missing a tap-in from Kane. Marlowe gets, depending on who you talk to, a suspect penalty call for a hook. Uh, it's funny, the, like, Hetty said on the broadcast, I didn't think that was, uh, that didn't, yeah, it looked like you got to let him play in that situation. And Randy said, well, if you want to get hooking out of the game, you have to make those calls. And so you had them doing the back and forth. And it was so funny to hear Hetty, well, yeah, thanks for calling me out on that. But I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> can we please get Jamie <laughs> Baker, Drew Remenda back, please? <laughs> yeah. Bring back Stemmer. No, uh, <laughs> but you well, had that Couture said he thought it was a good call during the post game presser, but uh, Bugner said, no, he didn't think it was. So either way, Tim Peel, again, your reputation is well known. It's, I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to kind of compare it where it's like, okay, so you know in the instance where, say, say you starfish defensive posture or you get your stick out and you poke the puck away and then knock the guy down. In that case, you got the puck first, so you're, you're gold. Everything's kosher. Mm-hmm. I would like to see in this case, okay, yes. <laughs> Sir, it's Marlo, 2021. You can't use that term, but go ahead. <laughs> our, you know, Marlo gets the stick. Uh, Marlo gets the stick on Ryan O'Reilly's hands there. But he, it was stick on stick first, so I would like to see the same logic applied. Mm-hmm. Well, and That's if you look, me. Timo Meyer got called for a trip in this game that was one of the most phantom things I've ever seen. That Okay, that was a brutal trip as well, but let me ask you this. So the um, the hit on, I believe it was, oh, God, it Hurdle? was on Hurdle. Was it Perron on Hurdle? I don't think um, it was Perron, but I know what you're talking about right behind the net. See, I don't think that was a penalty either. Well, some and do. So, Hetty, Hetty said he thought it would have, it should have been, but yeah, and I, yeah, <laughs> you, I, you disagree. The the Teal Town account thought so as well. I no I no 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 tw- no. Go back and look. Uh huh. I posted it and I said, you know, here's a play that Hetty called. You know, I think Hetty called it suspendable, if I remember correctly. 
which oh, I thought yeah, that I, was over I, the top. I believe I countered with the requisite hose mad. Wow. So final notes on this one. It's We talked about it with the Anaheim game. It's got to suck to lose a game in overtime when your previously vaunted penalty kill allows two power play goals in the game uh, and then you give up that one in the final minute. Again, suspect officiating, but it's Tim Peel, am I right? Uh, Burns plays 28-40 in this one. Ferraro, 27 minutes. Uh, you look at them, those guys are eating a ton of minutes, and it makes me wonder if they're going to get burnt out. Is Burns going to have legs in the second half of this season if you keep riding him for nearly 30 a game? Um also in this, Barbashev took a shot off his foot, missed the rest of the game, and the following day it was announced that the forward will miss at least six weeks. That can't be good for a team that's already missing. Bozak, Schwartz, Tarasenko, Pareko. Uh, it's, it's for all the kudos that the Blues had circling about them coming into this season, they are dealing with a lot of shit. A lot of big names out. Uh, following that, of course, the second game, St. Louis, 5-4 win. This was the Oprah game. You get a goal. You get, Everybody gets a goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dubnik comes in, gets the start, finally, after missing a couple weeks. Uh, would eventually pick up his first win of the season. Uh, the Sharks post the first three goals, but after two periods, we got a 4-4 game. That's so Sharks. <laughs> Uh, Rudy Balsers gets his first as a Shark. Marlowe gets his first on the season. Uh, but look, they, they pull the 5-4 win. Thank God, you know, Couture gets the game winner at the end. Thank, uh, in the third. <laughs> that was all we needed. Unassisted. Uh, over these three games, the Sharks take five or six points. A uh, lot of talk about Jones needing to be better, five on five. And then the Sharks give up eight power play goals over their last five games. Uh, so good on you. Let's get into the standings. The Sharks currently 7th in the West Division after 16 games plays played. Excuse me. Uh, hey, Rocket, you want to guess how many of those games, those 16, that the Sharks have allowed three or more goals? I'm going to say 12. Jerk, higher or lower? Uh, higher. It's all of them. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it is higher. It's 13. 13 <gasps> oh, of 16. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> so okay. close. Let me interject here. Oh, you say you say the Sharks are 7th in the West. I say the Sharks are one point out of a playoff spot. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Silver okay. lining. All right. It's fair. I, I like it. Uh, full full Pollyanna marks to you, good sir. Hey, I like it. Hey, you know what? Uh, better doesn't equal good. boy i'm gonna let the joke go uh between now and the halfway point the sharks play 12 games you got one versus the wild two versus the avalanche uh or i i don't know the colorado nordiques i guess for um two versus the ducks or i'm sorry no i had that right okay i had to rewind it one versus Minnesota, two versus Colorado, two versus Anaheim, two versus St. Louis, five versus Vegas. And for those of you unaware, those are the four teams that make up the top four of the division by way of points percentage. Um, maybe the Sharks maybe don't let in so many goals. 
But if they if they don't let in a bunch of goals, how are they going to have a dramatic comeback in the third period? Exactly. I was going to ask about development arc. It's not the exactly. ending I need. I'm just saying, I love, you know what? I love a good, I love some rising action. I love a crescendo. Uh, you know what? Rising. You got to, you got to, you got to get it in the right places. You know, do we want yep. our plateau spot? Do we want the plateau in the first period? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say, okay, we got to tickle their ass with a feather a little bit, and then yeah, we'll pay I, off. I yeah, think the in. best the best recipe for a Sharks win, I think, dash three in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you get one in the second, two in the last five minutes of the third, and then you bang one in an OT and you go home. I like that, except the other team gets a point. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what? All I'm saying is if the Sharks lost all 56 games in overtime this season, they'd be close to a playoff spot. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, 56-game preseason. Mm, yeah, you're right. Um, statistically, uh, the last five games, the power play is slightly better, 20%, because they've scored two of 10. However, the PK has dropped precipitously to 61%. Yikes, 14 of their last 21. That's not good. Uh, on the season, 17% on the power play. So they've gotten a little better, but they went from 77% to 61 over the last five games. That is not good. Right now, the power play is 20th in the league. The PK is 21st. That's not going to win you a lot of games with your special teams, guys. These, I don't know what the... It's, it's that idea. I think Ian might have mentioned this where... Hey, Rock, can you go plug that hole over there? Oh, pfft, we're springing another leak. Jerk, can you get that one over? Oh, we got more leak. <laughs> so you plug a hole, another one pops up, man. I just can't. Uh, Martin Jones right now, 366 goals against with an 882 save percentage. Um, but since being pulled versus L.A., and that would have that was his third pull in nine starts, all of a sudden Jones has a 916 over his last four games. That, that's not too shabby. Maybe it's, dude is uh, turning it around. I was gonna say it's his it's his third second coming, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> oh, dear okay. Lord. Fair. Yeah. Uh now we were we've talked about this a few times that the second period has been the Achilles heel for the team. Um but the last five games, the Sharks in the first period have only been outscored six to four, dash two as Jerk likes to say. Uh, yep. But in the second period, over the last five games, they're outscoring the opponent 8-5. to five. But now the problem is, the third, they are now dash five. Over <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have enough dramatic comebacks. <laughs> I hate to say it, but he's not wrong, AJ. I know, I mean, if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna allow a bunch of goals in the first half of the game, you should at least score a bunch in the second half. That's how uh, it should work. I would also I would also like to call it back. Uh, you asked Brent Burns about the second period. He said, "Let me know when you figured it out." I mm -hmm. guess you're off the hook because I think they figured it out. Evidently, <laughs> now they're gonna be like, "Okay, what what's the third one, Chief? What's the yeah, problem with so. the third? <laughs> so uh, let's get into who's hot and who's not. Logan Couture, you're hot. Three yes. goals. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was really gonna be really 
down if you didn't mention him. Oh, dude, five <laughs> points over the last five games, three goals, two assists, two game winners. Dude, five goals and three assists in the month of February. Hey, now. If it weren't for, like, I mean, okay, the Canada division has got all stars all over the place. But, Who? like, you look at, lo- right? <laughs> but you look at Couture, like, I think in a different situation, that's, you know, NHL star of the month caliber stuff, I would think. Dude, if Couture played in the East, he's, a he's you know, he's getting a shit ton of pub. Yeah, dude. Like, mm-hmm. five, five goals and three assists, like I said, in the month of February, and... Like it's, he's just, it's almost like playoff couture where it's like everything he touches just goes in. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Everything, wow. everything he touches goes. I'm not. Mm, all right. I'm just. Just let it go. Let it go. Yeah. All right. Uh, yep. Also hot. John Leonard scoring in back-to-back games would have had the game winner versus St. Louis in that first one. Had Shen not been allowed to score in that final minute, but Johnny, like it, doesn't want to go back down to the Cuda. Dig it. Nikolai Knizhov. I am loving this kid more and more. He's getting more responsibility. He's having to eat a ton of minutes with EK65 out. So Knizhov digging you. And the aforementioned Martin Jones over the la- this last week. Dude, you're playing better. Keep it up. On the not-so-hot column. I'm going to start off with the penalty kill. They've allowed two or more power play goals in three of their last five games. That's not good. I mean, please. Uh, Sir, Mr. Brent Burns, if you're listening, you have no points in your last five games. And in the last three games, you've logged over 28 minutes per game. That is a lot of ice time for no production. I, I don't mean to backpedal here, but you did forget one for the hot list. Uh, uh, so bank? No, so check it out. In the last three games, Eric Carlson has not been minus. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were gonna no. go Evander Kane, but oh shit! That's I mean, savage. still jury still out on whether or not he played in those last three games. But... <laughs> uh, at least he didn't do any damage. That's the point. That's hey, you know what? It's a as they say in the business, it's a net positive. So (laughs) addition by subtraction. Exactly. (laughs) I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) I like it. Uh, And now I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, you talk about not not hot. We might, we might have to introduce a ice cold category. Timo Meyer, brother, dude, Noah Gregor and Matt Nieto each have more goals than you do. One point over your last five. And it was a secondary assist on Leonard's power play goal. Timo, where you at, brother? Come along, enjoy the party. Get in here. I don't know. I feel like he just see he he doesn't uh, score. Yes, Jesus. you're right. No, yes, I know he doesn't score, but I feel like he's trying to take more of a supportive role and like find the small pieces of the game that like he maybe sees an opportunity for himself, but not that good of an opportunity. Whereas if he just passes it to this other person, they have a better opportunity. So, you know, it's checkers versus chess kind of. And maybe he's adjusting his game and trying to like 
doodle his vision a little bit, and it's not quite there. But he's a smart guy with a good work ethic, and there's no good reason for his game to be off other than he's making some minor adjustments that we just haven't been, you know, super privy to. And why would we? We're, you know, just fans. He's a professional doing his job. Did you see doodle? And and if you, you know, just kind of breaking down the numbers a little bit, he's actually compared to... Compared to last year, he's actually taking um, he's taking a few more shots per game, which is obviously nice. I mean, you you can't score goals unless you shoot the puck. I think everybody knows that. But it's what we've been talking about. <laughs> Can neither about confirm all... nor deny. Yeah, it, but it's what we've been talking about all season where it's like, how often are you going to score a goal from behind the faceoff dot? Like, one out of 20, maybe? Like... It, I, I, I'm. It's, it's going to be. You talk about your power play drum. This is going to be my drum for this shortened season. Is like Timo Meyer, get closer than forty feet away from the net. <laughs> Whip it out. <laughs> like it, it, he's, he's a big guy. I mean, you know, he, he's. I mean, six feet tall, two ten. He's not the biggest, but that's big, and he's strong. Why not, you know, barrel your way through there and try and get some dirty goals? Why the hell not? I'm dude. I'm right there with you, um, and that's a great it lead-in. I had something written down for the rundown at the quarter poll. Who are you most impressed by this season? Who's your biggest disappointment? Start with you, Rock. Who am I most? Uh, oh, I think the one person I'm impressed with the most is Ryan Donato. I think he's a good addition to the team. Good value like with that his, pick? Yeah, I, I like his little face out there. He's doing good. Um, who am I underwhelmed with? Uh, I only have to pick one. Uh, God, I I could go the easy route and say EK65 just because he's per, per, per cent on the dollar crap value. But no, I... I think probably I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Evander Kane. He's just not focused enough out there. Yeah, penalty machine this season. Get, yeah, I have I have kind of a, developed some theories about some things, but I won't go into them right now. Don't tweet him. Whatever you do, don't tweet him. It's just bad. <laughs> no, it's I it's it's kind of like I I watching this this last game, I understand a little bit more about the mindset of like when you get into the other team's zone and you start passing that puck around and you start finding like chance after chance, I mean like dangerous chance after chance, you all kind of get this vibe with your boys like it's going to happen any second. It's going to happen any second. And you get this vibe and this energy. And nine times out of ten, it, you know, you score a goal. So I think that that translates into other areas of their life where they they seek out that um that same kind of emotional vibe and it just gets them into trouble and i was like oh i get it okay that's how they're related mr keep tahoe blue Mm. (laughs) well i i do like what rocket said about ryan donato i think Mm. it's definitely a good value pick that's honestly that's probably who i would have picked had he been a bit more consistent the last few games. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's on the not list or cold or anything, but he's cooling down a bit, and that's fine. You go through ebbs and flows. But most impressive, I, I mean, I got to go with Logan Couture, which I feel like is not what a lot of people were expecting. But So think about it like this. Had the injury last year, along with 
I mean, a good season considering the injury, considering the Sharks were shitty, but not a good season by his standards. So Mm -hmm. you got that going. You have the people who say that he's not captain material. So you have that going on. And he's come back this year. He's in, in 16 games compared to 52 last year. He's already got more than half of the goals he had last year. Um, he's not a minus player. He's stepping up when the Sharks need him to. He's clutch. I mean, it's everything I'm saying about Logan Couture, it's not a secret. It's not new information. But the after what we saw last year, the fact that he's back to that is huge. Mm-hmm. And to selfishly kind of pat myself on the back, it goes with what I was saying, where it's like if some of these players go back to just being average, this is a different team. And I think Couture has taken that, and he's like, oh, you liked average? Wait till you see above average. <laughs> so I say keep it going. You know, could he get 25 in a shortened season? I would love to see that. Who wouldn't? Who's your biggest and disappointment? Biggest disappointment? Well, I feel like the easy answer is Eric Carlson, but the expectations are so low. Um, biggest disappointment. same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like you expect him to be bad. Oh, he's bad. Is that really a shock? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the whole <laughs> exactly. thing. Is it's not even worth taking him because it's everybody. Like that's that's all of hockey. That's their pick for biggest disappointment on the season. So, uh, what do you say, Jerk? I. You know what? I'm gonna go. We talked about him just before. I'm gonna go with Timo Meyer. I mean, yeah. after after the season where the Sharks went to the Western Conference Final against the Blues. You know, that was kind of his coming out party. I believe he had 70 points. And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, were saying, well, hey, you know, we got the next Owen Nolan right here. I can't wait for him to hit 40. And, you know, he led the team in scoring last year, which is is awesome. Again, crappy team, shortened season, blah, blah, blah. But this season, it's just been, I don't know what the hell is going on. It it it, it, it looks a lot like the Timo Meyer from his rookie season where it was like, oh, put the puck on the net. It doesn't matter how good of a chance it is. And it's like... You know, thankfully he's not taking egregious penalties anymore. He's definitely worked that out of his game. That's but true. I would just like to see him be more of a contributor offensively. I mean, only seven points in sixteen games, it's it's not gonna cut it. Nope. Uh for me, uh most impressed by you know, if mm, I would say prior to the EK sixty five injury. I think I definitely would have gone Ferraro. I mean, the dude is just, he, he hasn't had the sophomore slump. He's been consistent. He's been put together with Burns. Burns is playing better defensively this season. I don't know. I've just loved me some Ferraro. Now, the other guy I think you should maybe give a little stick tap to for most impressed by, uh, I think, Kanijov. I mean, dude has had to eat some serious minutes, and he. he I think he's playing really well. Uh, on the disappointed side, I got to go Marcus Sorensen. I mean, this is your contract mm. year, buddy. You've been like a healthy scratch for the last three games. That that says a lot on a team that is just – how many different faces have we seen up? You know, Shemilevsky, John Leonard, uh, Dylan Gambrell. Handemark. Yeah, Handemark. Uh, who, who started the f- game one? Was that Shellman? Uh, no, it was, um, wasn't Blickfeld. No, it was, I think it was Shellman actually. I think you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, in hell dude, basically Rudy Balsers has come in and taken your gig over the last week. You know what, dude? I said it. I, I you know what? Actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Kevin Lacey actually championed Who? this point. Yeah. You know, 
everybody, everybody, oh, Josh Norris, oh, Chris Tierney, oh, first round pick in 2020. Kevin Lacey kind of drove the bus on Rudolph's Balsers being the one that got away in that trade. And now he's back. So I'm happy. I think the nice thing, the warm and fuzzy thing about this podcast is we all had different answers. None of them are wrong answers. <laughs> like I every like everything you guys said, I'm like, yeah, that's a good choice. Like I don't think yeah. there's anything where I'm like, oh, what are you saying? Yeah, no, I think we all pulled value. Agree. Now, prior to this show, earlier today, it just went through my head and I wanted to get your takes real quick. Just Rocket, toughest player to find in the league. Like prototype. Like you can sit there and go, well, you never see a Dominic Hasek or a Patrick Waugh anymore. Or you never see a Nicholas Lidstrom. Or like, who is the toughest, like, prototype to find in the NHL today? John Scott. Yes, I will say that. All right. Uh, Jerk. I was going to say somebody like Mark Stone. I mean, he mm. scores... I mean, he's, he scores a lot of points, which a lot of people do in this league, obviously. But defensively, on the side of the puck, there's... I, I mean, everybody says Patrice Bergeron, Sean Couturier. But I look at Mark Stone, I don't think there's a forward that's as defensively sound as Mark Stone. And the fact that as a winger, he was up for the Selkie conversation last year, I think that kind of proves my point. I mean, you don't... you I think one winger has won the Selkie this century. And you know that's very hard to come that's very hard to come by and so and mark stone he does that really well like you know he's very good with the stick penalty kill blocking shots takeaways all that great stuff oh and yeah he's gonna score 80 points like that's the kind of player you want on your team well you know what my answer what i came to was owen nolan who's okay the the power forward like you see an evander kane he's you know quote-unquote power forward. Timo, quote-unquote power forward. Neither of those guys. I mean, Owen Nolan played the game on the edge. And he w- that dude had a nasty streak. And he had no problem going after people. This was a guy that you knew when he was on the ice, but he's still going to pot, you know, 25 goals, get you 35 assists or something in that ballpark. But he's going to take a few penalties here and there. You don't want him to, but you know that that's the guy you want on the ice if something happens to you. You know He's going to be the stand-up guy. He's going to be the guy to get in there and beat the living crap out of somebody. What I forget, is it Grant Marshall, Jason Marshall? I mean, <laughs> Owen Nolan went out of his way to introduce himself to that guy. Uh, you can go and look at how he um, leveled... Uh, oh, who's that goddamn goaltender? Eddie Ed Belfour. Yeah. He went and destroyed Ed Belfour. So see, I'd say like an Owen Nolan or like a Steve Downey, a guy who's just gonna you draw McGinla. Yes. Yeah. A guy that can just pound the shit out of Dad. you, but he's also, you know, a solid guy who's gonna produce offensively. Yeah. Like I, I can I just, score I can score thirty goals, but if you screw around with my team, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, there's I'm not afraid of Sidney Crosby. You know, I mean scoring goals, yes. Connor McDavid, not afraid of his of him dropping the mitts. 
You know what I mean? Like there are certain guys where you, it's like, yeah, they're going to score. Now, I would obviously I don't mean to equate the offensive talents of Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby with Owen Nolan, but it's just that idea of like Timo is going to put up the same amount of points as an Owen Nolan, but he doesn't have that nasty streak. He doesn't have. Yes, he does. He doesn't have the mitts that Owen Nolan does. He doesn't no, have he that doesn't. Irish. He definitely does not have like that the chops Irish to blood. back up the attitude, but his attitude is definitely there. Yeah. He just needs to I gain would... a little bit of mass, and then he'll be okay. Takes some <laughs> boxing would... lessons. <laughs> I would say the one that kind of prototypical player you're talking about, AJ. I would say the one. Well, really, the the two players that kind of fit that mold now is the ones that I can think of are. You know, the Kachucks, Matthew and Brady. Yes. Hello. Solid. Absolutely. And and our buddy 21 Pucks here pointing out that uh, Ryan Klo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another one. You just, that's that was my point. was like, you know, that's that's the type of player that you just don't see a lot of in the NHL anymore that they're, you know, what, what in baseball they call like the five-tool player. It's, you just don't see that. You can see... John Scott's, Michael Haley's, Scott Parker's, the guys that are just going to go out there and they, you know, how many goal, how many points did John Scott have with the Sharks in like fifty or forty-eight games or something like that? I think he, he had, had like, like four. four points, like two goals, two assists, something like that. Um, I don't even think he had that many penalty minutes. He was, you know, he he was a warning sign. You know what I mean? Skating around out there, so. Well, that's the thing is like you don't like you're saying like you don't need you don't need somebody who's essentially a statue being yeah. pushed around out there. Yeah, well, I don't you think know. you need a John Scott though. I think that's what He's I'm got saying 11 is eleven career points. See, there you go. I think Owen, the Owen Nolans, the the um, the Aginlas, you know those type those nasty players that because like Brad Marchand is a, a piece of shit, right? And and like Theo Fleury was kind of a douche but they're real good at getting under your skin and then they're going to go you know skate away they're going to score you know they're going to put up a 3.9 on you but there's going to be somebody else on the bench that comes to his rescue right i like the guys like nolan who are going to sit there and go oh no i'm answering my own bell there's nobody else here bring it you know yeah well there's a difference between being a power forward and being an agitator mm-hmm. yeah i'll give you that but the agitators sometimes need to come to Jesus meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah, usually, well, usually by the power forward. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, and I and I and it's kind of, you know, I I think I see where you're going with this because you know, like we said, you don't need, you know, you 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 know, if you wanna if you wanna go, like I said, get a statue, put ice skates on it, and push it around for five minutes a night. Like you can do that, and that's fine. But like. You're going to need somebody who can score goals, kill penalties when they need to, but if somebody gets injured by virtue of a dirty hit, I don't know, Shimmick, maybe say, hey, Mm. you know what, you're not, and we said this last week, but like it still stands, like, hey, you're not going to mess with my guy. I know you saw it, AJ, where um, a player on Winnipeg was trying to get fresh with the Canucks rookie, Nils Hoglander, and all four guys on the Canucks came and said, no, 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 it's not happening. Dude, yeah, it was a party. It was all of a sudden like he started selling Girl Scout cookies. Everybody came to the, you know, or throughout the milkshake, and all the boys came to the yard. Yeah, exactly. You said Girl Scout cookies? Are you, do you have, are you selling them? Who's got them? (laughs) Get my fix on. Um, So anyway, 
let's move on. Uh, with, uh, uh, as always, reminded to our affiliates, we are running along this evening. Uh, Putt Guy <laughs> needs to uh, get together in with Photoshop. And have you ever watched NBC back in the day? And they used to have that whole "The More You Know," right? I want him to do a teal version of that. We're going to call it "The More You Joe." So last Thursday night, Joe Thornton had his third multi-point game of this season. In nine games, because, you know, Joe was injured, Jumbo has three goals and six assists for nine points. <laughs> After 12 games played, Joe Pavelski has 17 points, nine goals, eight assists, and 17 of those points, 11 came on the power play. Meanwhile, again, EK65, four assists, Three of those four coming in losses. Of the four, one is a primary assist. And we know what his point pace is. The worst in his career. So, EK65, get well soon. And hopefully, I, I don't know, third groin's a charm? No. no, I don't. No, don't get well soon. Like, just stay rested. <laughs> yeah, they've won. Take, you know, they took five or six points. Time. Like I've and I've said this before, and I'm sorry. It's a cruel, terrible thing to say, but people are people have been kind of like, "Wow, all of a sudden the Sharks are a second period team." I wonder what the reason is, and I'm like, oh, I can give you eleven and a half million reasons, but I, I don't want to go into that, you know. So like, just rest up. If you know what, if you decide to take the rest of the season to rest up, hey, that's great. Fifty-six game preseason, you can come back next year. You can fuck shit up then. Just leave the kids alone. Let them like get. <laughs> somewhere close to being successful just 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 sit it out for a minute man so so not get well soon play well soon i think is what we want to say that's uh, fair that's accurate uh let's move on to uh well basically only one story coming from the sharks this week that we are paying attention to and it's because jerk and i are kind of jersey snobs a little bit a little bit yeah Sharks had their first warm-up jersey auction this season. Uh, for those who don't know, the Sharks typically will skate in custom warm-ups for seven or eight times a season, and the money is, you know, it's a charity thing, blah, 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 blah. And those jerseys are typically sold at auction the night of the game, and of course the, the thing is you have to be at the game in order to pick it up. Uh, the Previous in-game auctions would feature a buy-it-now price, and so you might see a Mario Ferraro or a Shimmick go for nine hundred, and you'll see Hurdle go. The buy-it-now is fifteen hundred, but Marlowe or Thornton or Pavelski is three G. Um, and uh, the, and the listings would typically close the end of the second period. Does that sound right, Jerk? Yeah, like uh, I believe right when they dropped the puck for the uh, third. And the reason why I say that is because it's been so fucking long since I've been to a goddamn hockey game, I've forgotten. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> evidently, um, they held this auction online, and I was afraid that the prices were going to balloon, to be honest. I was like, oh, shit, man. Now that, it, you know, when it's 17,000 people in a building and, and there's a small contingency that are interested in this, maybe you can score a good deal. I know Jerk has. I know Puck Guy has. Every once in a while, you can pull something that kind of slide in with uh, 30 seconds left and be like, boom, you know, no, I'm the only one who bid on this. Nice, right? Um, Finesse. <laughs> dude, this online auction, if you go and look, 
I there's a few names that you kind of sit there and go, wait, what? Like a couple of these jerseys, they went for the minimum bid. And there were a couple names that were a little shocking. I think uh, if I go back and look, there's a couple names. I think Matt Nieto jersey, his went for more than Eric Carlson. Are you kidding me? There was, there and, was a couple surprises in there. And 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 I know for, for AJ and I, um, and I think Puck Guy as well. Who? When it comes to these kinds of jerseys, player is not really a consideration. It's more of like, I just want to get my hands on one. Yeah. And well, so there's when some I'm, people that, you know, it's about sure. the player, but I, I hear well, you. For, I'm talking about for the three of us. Yeah. And so when I jump online, somebody who watches these players the way I do, but also has that mindset of, I don't really care about player. I jump online and I see that Balsers went for the minimum 550. I'm like, hmm, mental note, because yep. that would be a sick one to, to pick up. But I want to say really quick, there are 48 live listeners right now. Uh, do not tell your friends, because we do not want these prices to go up. <laughs> well, the thing so is... do not tell your friends. The thing is, <laughs> we didn't tell anybody where the auctions were. We just said that they were happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fanaticsauthentic.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to put the URL. I think I think I have a a a theoretical explanation as to why they're not. Well, it's because so you know when they got that little kiosk on the concourse, right? And they have all the little game warns there and the little the little auctions there and stuff. Do you know what else is on the concourse? Beer, nachos, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I'm going with this, my friend. Like, there's so much alcohol involved that loosens up the inhibitions. It loosens up the pocketbook <laughs> strings. How do and- you think I ended up purchasing a Shimmick Sharks Freak with the Buy It Now? <laughs> <laughs> because I because I was there when the doors opened and they were running some sort of booze thing. I was Lubricant. like, yeah, yep. It- <laughs> Needless, so, needless to say, there's no there's no concern on whether they'll be able to turn the key on the building for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> so my point being, I think that even if people knew about these things, I don't think that anybody's really in danger of ballooning sales unless there was a promise of free booze involved. Well, my th- the thing that I really want to notice is, or I want to pay attention to, this jersey um, was very specific. It was Black History Month. Uh, had a BLM patch, so there's some people that may have considered that uh, maybe too political for their comfort level, which is is fine. I respect that. Um, and there were some people that thought that the the logo on it just you know that it was kind of it looked like a fourth grader drew it. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's kind of what it looked like, and. I wonder if that was a reason why some of the bids were lower. I don't know. Now, how can we test this theory? Let's look at what the next jersey goes for. Are they, you know, the same? Are they more? Are they less? Let's. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on this. You know, we're gonna put a pin in this. Watch this space. Let's find out because I will tell you right now. Oh, I'm bidding on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get yeah. me some of that. So you you say you going back to that last jersey you say that you respect you people have their issues or may or perceived issues and you respect that I say woe is me <laughs> woe is me 
Oh, and speaking, you, you know, we, we just called out uh, how many people are watching right now. How is it that this many people are watching and we have a fraction of the thumbs up? Come on, people. You can do if you th- If you thumbs up, okay, it's 750. If you're listening live, 757. If you thumbs up before 759, I will let you complain about Tahoe for free. No donation required. <laughs> although, if you've, although if you feel like donating, please do so. Yes, Venmo at Teal Town USA. If you enjoy the show, want to support, we would appreciate it. You can also send a paycheck to Puck Guy's uh, trading post. <laughs> it's evidently going to be going to getting Landy a new f- computer. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's move on. Uh, around the NHL, uh, do we have a? Do we have something, Stephen? Uh, so there I, is. I was tracking the NHL storylines and. Uh, I mean, at least for my view, nothing really exciting happened. Um, Austin Matthews Who? is ev- is evidently on some kind of disgusting scoring place. He's got 18 goals in 18 games. That's pretty nasty. I thought um, you were going to say he was on evidently on some kind of nasty antibiotic. Not anymore. Um, <laughs> not anymore. You get them Sidney Crosby mumps? What's going on? And, and uh, Connor McDavid is on pace for 106 points. Jesus Christ. It's a it's a 56 game season. It, we did not go back to 82. It's 56. Um, so a couple of guys, you know, McDavid, Matthews, Leon Drysaitel as well. They're, I mean, what's it like, going to mean for this kid if he never wins a cup? Well, I I just look at it as like, okay, in a in this shortened season, they're going to score more points than, you know. No, I get like, that. I get that. No, but what but I'm, I'm saying is like, there's there are some players who would love to score half that many points in a full season no and i get that <laughs> but my question stands is what does it mean for this kid if he mcdavid yeah if he never i mean he how old is he now what 27 28 no he is 20 he just turned 24 jesus all right so he's got like another 15 years in the league <laughs> he looks like he's aged 50 years since yeah. he's been drafted. True that. I'm That's just. What happens when you play on Edmonton? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Do you, th- do you think he spends his entire career there? I mean, how long has he signed through? He's got to be like what? Like probably at least six more years on whatever deal he has right now? He's got. Um, let's see. He has one, two, th- one, two, three. He's got five years after this year. So he's basically signed until he's about thirty, almost. So yes. he's so he's probably going to look that next deal. He's probably looking for the you know the rest of my career deal. Dude, I think that's they, when he's going to get overpaid and come to San Jose. <laughs> I, you know, I just think in in twenty twenty six, I think if he goes to unrestricted, like, you know, TSN and Sportsnet, they do they do a an eight hour or a ten hour show about unrestricted free agency, they're going to do a 10-hour show about Connor McDavid if he gets to the market. <laughs> like, right. like, John Tavares, when he went to UFA, was huge. Oh. Connor McDavid going to market. And granted, that's oh, six and, years from... And remember, John Tavares, he's seen some shit. Yeah, but it's like, that would be huge. I don't know. I mean, he's... Everything that I've ever heard, he's like, you know, he's down with the sickness, and he wants to be in Edmonton <laughs> for his... <laughs> for his entire career but you know what if if you've been on the same team for by the end of his deal he'll have been on Edmonton for um 11 years I believe yeah. it's gonna be 
it's going to be a situation where it's like, yeah, I love it here, but god damn, we can't do anything. Uh, it's just, I don't know. But it, I think that like the the Joes or even like Joe and Patty give him who? kind of an example of what you can do after a longer tenure in a career, you know, sort of long in the tooth and you want to go explore your options. There's, I think it's given him kind of hope that even though like this isn't the end of his career and even when he's older, he'll still have the opportunity to go play wherever he wants. I, no, I, I totally see Edmonton. If, if, if this kid goes 18 years in Edmonton and they don't pull a cup, I could see, and, and that is not out of the realm of possibility because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, go look up the last time a Canadian team won a cup. Oh, God. If memory serves, the last time a Canadian team won the cup, the Sharks had not yet played a game at the Shark Tank. Okay? So it stands to reason that it, that streak could continue. It would not surprise me if Connor McDavid gets the Ray Bork treatment. I'm just saying, you know, plays 20 years at a place, never wins it, comes close a couple of times, finally says, okay, trade me to the place that is most likely to, and everybody makes it happen, and boom, Chief gets his cup. He gets his Basically, drink. what you're saying oh, shit. is that it is it is a realistic expectation for a team with the best player in the world to win <laughs> a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yes. Not even oh. St- not even Stanley Cups. Yeah. A Stanley Cup. I think uh, that's fair. Dude. You know, and some, you know, some may say that they also have the second best player in the world, Leon Draisaitl as well. Mhm. Mm. That but, said, I don't know. I mean, they seem to find a way to put themselves out of it. <laughs> <sighs> dude. All right. Uh let's move on here. That said, they are second in the division, so. Right. Dude. Look at this beautiful photo. The, this so nice. Dude, this Lake Tahoe game. I you know, I think fans would have ruined it. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have had these picturesque scenes. I mean, they set up a golf or a a hockey rink on a golf course. I'm pretty familiar with this era or area that Harvey's and Harris yeah. is stone's throw from where this was all happening. So uh I'm just saying NHL, Lake Tahoe. I'm not saying you have to make it an annual thing, but you're idiots if you don't make this like every three years. They have to understand Tahoe weather better, though. They mm-hmm. really didn't do good. Uh, they didn't. They just. <laughs> I think all of those boys are so used to the East Coast snow that they don't realize, like out here in California, you don't get sleet. Like you get powder, and then it's bluebird, and like it feels like it's sixty degrees the next day. Well, and. I- if just, it's straight sunlight, yeah, that shit's going to melt. Like, you need to <sighs> mitigate the fucking sunlight. And if you don't, you're dumb. So, like, they need to figure out a way to better mitigate the effects of direct sunlight on a rink on the shores of Lake Tahoe. If they do that, then, yeah, they should go ahead with it. And I don't think if they go ahead with it, they should allow fans. Uh, well, I mean, you have to because that's where you get that cocoin but I th- I definitely think there's a way to kind of combine these two things. But either way, there needs to be, whether it's every three years or every five years, whatever it is, there needs to be some sort of regular event. It's similar to like the Super Bowl. 
You know, Miami doesn't get it every season, but they get it like once every seven years or so because it's a destination city. It's somewhere to go. You know, it's nice weather. Uh, they have a ton of amenities. They have things to do. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if L.A., now that L.A. has a brand new stadium uh, for, for football, wouldn't surprise me if they get thrown into the rotation for Super Bowl hosting a little bit more. This needs to be a rotating you know, event because yowza, this, this looked just amazing on TV. And, uh, I don't know who this person is, but I just want to let you know, you are my spirit animal. I mean, chief, Get it. <laughs> they need a different Jersey though. Uh, yeah. Th that I was yeah. going to say, that's the only thing that ruins this. It's like, buddy, you're out there rocking a shark's Jersey, holding up a sign that says anyone but Vegas. I love that. But, you couldn't have got an authentic jersey, or I mean, but then again, though, you know what? Not even authentic. That's a that's a counterfeit. Well, I was, I was going to say, yeah, because it's a black armor, but it doesn't have the full body crest, right? They never had numbers on the front in the black armor, did they? They did. No, they but, did, okay. but not they, that size. But, like but that. the yeah. but the black armor jersey always featured the full shark crest, and that's just a typical one. So now I will give him a pass for wearing this jersey only because he's out in like freezing water like if he ruins that jersey hey that's the one that he paid ten dollars for no so he doesn't deal. care so that's the one thing i'll give him a pass on but anywho uh let's move on here again we apologize to our affiliates for running long uh, the Ducks put Adam Henrique on waivers. He cleared uh is this a beginning of a fire sale in Anaheim or does is this somewhat meaningless jerk um, I think it's kind of a wake up call where it's just like, hey, you need to you need to do better or we're going to dump you. I mean, Adam Henrique's not a bad player like over his entire career. He's averaged 40 points like that's that's solid. You know, he's a very good number two center for for any team. I'm I, I know he just signed a contract that maybe looks a little sus right now, but. I'm kind of surprised a team didn't pick him up on waivers. Like, if you can get a player like Adam Henrique for free, I kind of feel like you just you do that and you figure it out. But well, I think of course, it was more like a... whenever uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but of course, whenever a player comes on the market, Sharks Facebook, Sharks Reddit, Sharks Social, well, why don't the Sharks pick him up? No. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Continue, jerk. I was just gonna say, I feel like. Like I, I feel like he's a player where you just pick him up and then you figure it out later. You know, like a, a good number two center, um, even played number one center. You know, when Getzlaff has been out, you know, he's he stepped up and taken on that extra load. So I was kind of surprised nobody picked him up, but I think it was just a situation where it's like, hey, like we expect more of you. Don't make us do this again, kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're Rocket, you pronounce that. Hey. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it was reported, speaking of Rocket, it was reported this week that the Nashville Predators owners are oh. angry and confused <laughs> with how this season has gone, but are not planning to replace general manager David, I want to say, Poulier? Poyle. 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 Whatever. <laughs> I think Poulier. Oh, no, wait a minute. David Poulier. Wasn't he like one of the actors in Full House? Anyway, I digress. Poulier. Same difference. Uh, CEO Sean Henry told The Athletic, uh, the only reason why I mention this, 
Now, first off, I think every team that isn't, well, okay, that isn't named Detroit or Ottawa, I suppose. I think if you're in the bottom 10 of, or the bottom five of the division, I think any ownership would be like, yeah, we're angry and confused as to why we're here. What the, you know, especially if you're Vancouver this season. But I only mentioned this. mm, Oh, go ahead. I I think any team that doesn't win the Stanley Cup is angry and confused. Hey, now. Right, well, but I only mention this because it would be nice to see Hasso Plattner come out and address the media, like I don't know, once a year, maybe. Let us know where we're at. As long as he's still alive, I'm. I that's all I need. <laughs> you right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've I've worked I've worked a handful of jobs before, and never once have I said, "Hey, you know what? This job needs more oversight by ownership." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. No, I got but, you. They at uh, least show us that you exist. You know how we know he exists because the lights stay on and people get paid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, be, he's just—he's just a giant wallet. Stop yeah. expecting him to be anything more than that. Lights yeah, are because, on. Checks clear. Well, they—they they renovated SAP Center and expanded Solar Ice of America during a pandemic when money wasn't really a plenty. Yeah, yeah and they gave people jobs. And I'm see, and I'm, and I'm down with that. I totally respect all that, and if Doug Wilson was continuing to ride the wave of going to the playoffs every year, I th- I completely agree. Right now, are the Sharks on pace to miss the playoffs for their second straight season? No. We'll Dude, see. Out. Okay, we'll <laughs> see. So, at the, do you think it towards the end? And I know what the answer is, but do you think towards the end it's honestly just going to be a battle of who just gets the shit beat out of them more than the other one? This oh, year yeah. more than other years. Could be. Yeah, you know, you're there in the Western Division. You know, Colorado, Vegas, or St. Louis are going to have a really nice seven-game series, and then the team from that three that's not involved is going to, you know, beat the piss out of whoever's in fourth place. Well, like okay. I said, between now and the halfway mark, you got a couple versus St. Louis, couple versus Colorado, five against Vegas. Let's talk hey. at the halfway point and see if we're still just a point out. Hey, you know what? Okay, say what you want about St. Louis and Vegas and Colorado. I, that's, I know Saint... that's what I've literally been doing, but go ahead. No, I know. But, you know, St. Louis, I know they're lead, they're leading the division right now by points, and they're one of the big three in this division, and blah, blah, blah. Sharks seem to have a way to, at the very least, rattle them. I mean, All right. you know, solid regulation win. Um, couple, you know lost in overtime but you know what went to oh, would have been a regulation win had it not had the wheels not fallen off at the last minute and mm. the, the two games set earlier in the season i mean those were very close as well so you know we we talked about at the very least the sharks getting into the kitchen of one of those big three and so far it looks like that's what's happening well let's uh get into some fun stuff and get out of here uh this would usually be the point where we talk about the barracuda but they've had three games postponed uh most of that due to the Inclement weather. <laughs> wow, that's that's a really low bar when you talk about what happened in Texas. But anyway, that's, uh, that's a really nice way to put that. Let's get into the you know, what we call our play of the week, right? I mean, how can you not? It's the uh, comments from social media. So let's get into these real quick uh, from Facebook. Dude, another hat trick? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, coming to us from Facebook. About Pavelski. Who cares? He is a traitor. He went to another team. Fuck Pavelski. Go Sharks for life. Only Sharks players. Sharks. Uh, 
this this guy must be fun at parties. Number one, uh, but um, number two, trader. Yeah, what is he Wait, trading? Pokemon cards. <laughs> Gotta catch no. them all. No, I think he trades um rare uh aquatic animals. He trades GameStop uh stock. <laughs> well, it's also just... I've never heard of I've never heard of Palelski. I don't know who Palelski <laughs> is either. Yeah, dude. I mean, misp- doesn't know how to spell trader, misspells Pab's name, and then go sharks for life. And it's like, okay, is it go sharks or is it sharks for life? I mean, and then only sharks players. Sharks. Dude. And then sharks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to bring that last succinct point to it. I, nor- normally, I like to break it down sentence by sentence, but with this one, look, people. Okay, I... Like these guys know, like Joe Pavelski was and is my favorite player, has been. I love that man. But you know what? At the end of the day, he did not say, Bye, San Jose, go wallow in your own self pity. Uh-huh. The Sharks made a decision to not give him what he asked for. And so he explored other options because San Jose wasn't an option. Yeah. Yep. No, it's in yep. uh, the other thing, too, is. It's perfectly okay for people to like fall in love with a player when they're a shark and when they move on, it's perfectly fine to root for them to be successful at their new team. Hello. You know, provided that they're not playing against the sharks, what the fuck? But anyway. I don't know. If Brendan Dillon got into a fight with the Vander Kane, I really can't say that I'd be like, Ooh, go Vander Kane. You make a solid point there. That one I'll give you. Uh, will the Sharks request... Oh, my God. Jerk's going to have a fucking field day with this. Will the Sharks request Eric Carlson waive his no move for the expansion draft? Here we go. Time is ticking for San Jose to request EK waive his no move. <sighs> I'm just going to put myself on mute. Jerk, have fun. So, uh, time is not... I'm going to work backwards. Time mm-hmm. is not ticking. Um, as far as I know, I'll need to double check, but as far as I know, teams have, uh, until very close to the expansion draft, uh, to actually ask a player to waive their no move clause. And notice how I'm saying no move clause because no trade clauses do not apply to this tool, which we'll get into in a moment. And, Yes, and working backwards, will the Sharks request Carlson to waive his no move for the expansion? You know what? I would say if you had just stopped there, maybe that's a good thought-provoking conversation, and we don't have to put you on blast here. But I know, <laughs> but I know where you're going with this. And even if the Sharks did, and even if Eric Carlson said, "Okay, fine, boom, wave, expose me," nobody's taking that deal. Unless Carlson comes back and scores two points a game the rest of the season, mm. would you say saying. the time the time is not nigh? Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I don't even want to get into it. All right, finally, um, any player with a full or modified NVM clause. Not really sure what that means. It could stand for not very movable. Not really yeah, sure. Yeah, what the fuck is an NVM? <laughs> Am I new here? What the fuck? Uh, has to be protected unless the player waived his claws. So that means Burns, Carlson, Kane, Vlasic, Couture, Hurdle, Jones all have to be protected. Uh, Wrong. Okay, jerk, go ahead. 
Because as I alluded to in the previous post, and as I said last week... Well, t- tell them the difference between Vlasic and Carlson versus the rest of the well, names on here. I'm getting there. So a, a no-trade clause means you cannot trade a player without... You can't trade a player without their permission. A no-move clause means you cannot trade them, expose them, waive them without their permission. It's more all-encompassing. Now, we're and, and to quote, or to paraphrase Brent Burns, we're not trying to be dicks here. We're just trying to, like, educate, you know, we're trying to help people out that go on, on, yeah, that go on Facebook, that go on Reddit, instead of going, I don't know, on Google. But or go ahead. Or asking somebody who knows the answer. Yeah, true. Um, here's the thing, though. Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic are the only players who have modified, or I'm sorry, have no move clauses. They have to be protected unless they get permission from the the sharks get permission from the player to not protect them. But as this person mentions, Jones, uh, Brent Burns, Logan Couture, Evander Kane, Tomas Hurdle, they all have no trade clauses. And but they all and they all vary. But regardless of whether they're full, modified, ten teams, three teams, mm-hmm. one team, there are no trade clauses. They're only protected against trades. The expansion draft is not a trade. Mm-hmm. So not saying that the Sharks would, should, or could do this, but if they say, wanted to say, you know what? All these players, fuck them. We're going to protect, <laughs> we're going to protect Stefan Nason and Marcus Sorensen. They could, they could tell Couture and Kane and Hurdle and Burns and uh, Martin Jones, hey, we're going to expose you. They're not going to, but within the the rules, they can. Just true. saying. No, true that. So anyway, again, the more you know, is what we're saying. Hmm. Uh, so with that, uh, I think it's time to kind of wrap things up here. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Boom. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Do us a favor. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a shout out there. We would appreciate it. Tell a friend. Hook them up. Try to be here for you every week, 7 p.m. Pacific, every Sunday. Don't forget, if you ever miss the show at or you can't hear it live, you can go grab it on your favorite podcast platform. Find it at tealtownusa.com. Recently. Wow! See that you knew you knew it was gonna you knew it was gonna happen, right? Like we couldn't do a clean show this week after the 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 fucking Murphy's Law of shows that occurred this entire week. Um. Anyway, uh, we recently spoke with Dylan Gambrell. Uh, we broke the news about fanatics and the Sharks parting ways. I'm hearing that sometime next month we can look forward to some kind of grand opening, if you will, of the Shark Store. So Yay. look for keep your eyeballs out for that. Uh, we obviously spoke with Drew Remenda not too long ago, and that's all up. How much have you guys been enjoying Remenda uh, being added to some of the pre and post? And uh, during one of the games, I believe the first game versus the Blues, Brody and Remenda just went live on Periscope throughout the entire first period, just shooting the shit. I thought that was fantastic. Um. So, yeah, I was busy. I was busy watching the game. So, yeah, you know, see, and you know what? No, you make a good point. I would, <laughs> I would love to see them do something like that after the fact. To be honest, 
You know, like, because, yeah, you're in the moment. It's a live game. I wouldn't mind seeing them, like, I don't know, you take, like, a solid 10 minutes out of that game. Maybe you find 10 minutes where a lot of shit happened, and you go back and look at it, and you discuss it back and forth in that regard. Now, I, I understand, though, problem is it's not live, and it's like, well, the, that gives them the opportunity to go back and maybe make some notes on something that they didn't recognize in the moment. But I, I get what you're saying. I still enjoyed it. I hope whatever this is, whether it's some sort of a, a <laughs> I don't know if it's something like, okay, we want to find out if Remenda can play nice from now on. <laughs> and if he can prove that, then maybe we'll consider bringing him back. Because I don't know about you. I'm getting real tired of hearing Hedick in every broadcast go, <laughs> oh, sorry, Hunter. Because he, he like just <laughs> walked. I you were going to say that. Dude, what, every broadcast happens at least once a game. Oh, sorry, Hunter. <laughs> Jesus. And oh, I just, sorry, I didn't see you there. Just yeah. backed right over you with my big truck. Ugh. I just I go back to what Remenda said uh, in one of our talks, where he just goes, "Hey, you know what? Don't be afraid to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't have to fill every space of dead air. You don't have to. So anyway, go check all that stuff out. We will see you all." A week from now for show 122. So rock it back, Andrew. Where can the people find you on the social media if they want to find out what's going on in, I don't know, what uh, some sort of drag race makeup tutorials? What do you got going yeah, something like that. So my name's Rocket Backhander, and I work at a hardware store, which is really similar to Drag Race in that it requires a lot of nails, and there's duct tape involved. Uh, you, can, you can hang out with me over on Twitter talking about... Uh, old person things you know like that bridge between gen x and millennials and and how shocked we are about mom jeans and middle parts that kind of crap and also uh i'm road testing teal lipsticks this year i've i just got it in me to do that so uh you can check out my journey over on twitter r backhander 76 is capital r capital b little Ackhander 76 or my photographs over on the instagram rocket backhander all lowercase one word just photographs of random shit from Spokane. So uh, that's what I'm doing. AJ? Uh, just stick taps real quick to like a toyga when I when I fucked up and hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> well done, good sir. Hockey jerk. Keep, ta uh, so, keep Tahoe blue, buddy. Yeah, of course. Keep Tahoe blue. Uh, keep the sharks teal. And... Why did yeah, you gotta be white? Right? And you know what? Keep the coyotes purple. Um... What if it my was? name my name is my name is hockey jerk I don't work at a hardware store um <laughs> uh, where I work is confidential information unless you ask me on a personal level then I might share that with you um you but can that's find me on only Twitter. if you're subscribed to his Twitter account yes of course yeah. uh, you can find you can find me on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk talking about hockey that's what we do uh, we're a hockey podcast we talk about hockey um Except for the times that we don't talk about hockey, which usually happens on Discord. Um, so there's a police you chase right now. Yeah, so if you want the Discord link, uh, send out. me a DM, or send AJ a DM, or send Rocket a DM, uh, or just tweet one of us, at Hockey underscore Jerk. Back to you, AJ. I know. So this week, we got three. We got three. <laughs> Tomorrow night, hosting the Minnesota Wild. On Thursday, we got VGK. 
Um, both of those, it should be noted, uh, in case you're like looking at their schedule and going, what the fuck are you talking about? There aren't the game. No, these were like moved, relocated games. So the game from April 23rd, moving to tomorrow night and, uh, the VGK game from February 3rd, moving to the 25th this week. Uh, and of course this Friday that was previously scheduled to play against St. Louis, that's off. They're still playing on Saturday. So what I'm saying is the Sharks are going to be playing three straight road or home games this season. I think that's all reason for everybody to like lose their mind. And this is the week. Now, we have not heard anything definitive, unfortunately, but the game that was scheduled against the Wild on April 23rd that is now being played tomorrow, originally that game was supposed to be a Heritage Jersey game. There has been no word on if the whole Heritage jersey thing is coming over in that move or not. So what I'm saying is tomorrow, uh, if you start seeing like social, the the Sharks change their social media to a bunch of retro logos, uh, you can probably be guaranteed that the Sharks are going to be rocking their Heritage jerseys tomorrow. Uh, but at the very least, <laughs> what you can look for, yeah, he's he knows it's time to go to bed. Chip. <laughs> at the very least... Uh, I do believe at the end of this week, Saturday, uh, the Sharks will be, in fact, ro- uh, rolling with one of their special jerseys. So whether that's Heritage or Reverse Retro, uh, let me take a look. I believe that's Reverse Retro. So I'm sorry, Heritage. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's time to go. It's We ran long. Good Lord. Uh, I'm AJ underscore strong and all the social media stuff. You know what? Don't follow me. I got enough friends. I don't need any more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we thank you very much for watching this was show 121 and i just want to point this out for the final thing just because i thought it was really odd get a load of that date up there it's like oh two two one two oh two one show 121 <laughs> for those of you into numerology I think we we're about, maybe that's what explains all the fuck ups this week on some of our shows. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a Murphy's Law kind of week. So, with that, hey, thank you. Oh, we go ahead. got a real quick, we got a super chat from Wazoo Grad. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Thank you very much for checking that out and keeping me abreast of that. Love you guys. Hey, we love you right back. Uh, and you know what? We'd love you more if next time you do that using Venmo. <laughs> uh, no, because who wants to give Google 35%? I don't. I'm just saying. So thanks very much for watching. We'll catch you for episode 122 next week on what I believe is the final day of February. Me likey. That is correct. Me likey. That is correct. That is Isn't that, isn't that someone's birthday? It, it might be. There's no way to confirm that. Okay. I, I guess we'll find out next week. I Maybe not. True we'll that. See. Hey, now. Good night, everyone.